G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Some encouraging news. I might even pause and reflect saying very encouraging news to talk about. Figures released by the Australian Bureau of Statistics show that more children are enrolled in independent schools than ever. In fact, enrolments grew by 3.6% in 2021. Independent schools have been Australia's fastest growing school sector now for more than a decade. And it appears with all the controversy around changing attitudes on sex and gender issues, parents are flocking to schools providing a faith-based education. Mark Spencer is Director of Public Policy at Christian Schools Australia. Hello, Mark. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Nice to be with you again. Mark, many Christian schools experiencing growth well above those ABS average figures. How do you feel about that? Well, that's been uh, really just reflecting what we've been saying for years, that uh, people are looking for the education we're providing, a values-based education, an education that has the the moral compass uh, of of the Christian gospel still there, and uh, looking to to ensure that their, their children are educated in that context, in that environment where they're safe, protected, loved and nurtured. But Mark, with all the controversy that everything that goes on around uh, sexuality and gender and uh, those sorts of things, Christian schools in the limelight, one might assume that parents might be putting on hold and putting their children into those schools, but that's just not the case. It's absolutely not the case. And uh, you know, the independent school bodies more broadly recognise that, that uh, faith-based schools are the fastest growing sector of the independent uh, independent school sector and uh, you know some of our schools have, have demonstrated growth of you know more than 65 percent some of the smaller regional schools off obviously off a small base but uh, even some of the larger metropolitan schools have been recorded as growth of up to 75 percent when they've been in those sort of growth corridors in the outer metro areas just to pause and reflect on that for a moment when we talked about three plus percent growth in the introduction uh, you're saying that some of these Christian schools in more regional centres, they're experiencing growth, something like 65% growth. That is huge, isn't it? It is huge. Uh, growing schools in, in new areas, established school, school, establishing schools, growing off a, a admittedly small base. But even some of the larger schools in, in growth areas, growth corridors in metropolitan areas, you know, one school that's uh, you know, growing by 75, 57% there, and then numerous schools across Australia, Christian schools, are recording, again, double-digit enrollment growth. Um, our, our problem is not having people uh, want to come to our schools. Our problem is actually accommodating them now. We're running out of space. Not a bad problem to have. Hey, national polling affirms some things here that might be the reason why things continue to grow. Majority of Australians are supporting the right of parents to choose a school that reflects their strongly held values. How do you describe what's happening there? 
Uh, absolutely, a majority. 81% of, of parents uh, of Australians support the right of parents to choose a school that reflects their strongly held values and beliefs. And that, that's been a consistent figure in all the polling we've done. And they also uh, support, uh, uh, that support uh, is above 75% across all of the political spectrum. So even some of those parties on the far left who you would think would be opposing that right strongly support, uh, or their, 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 uh, their, their voters, their supporters do, strongly support that, that right for parents to have that choice. You know, I've been hearing this from a number of sources, uh, that while you may sometimes expect people on a conservative side, politically leaning, uh, to have their values uh, to be upheld by a Christian school, but in actual fact, uh, people who are voters for the Labor Party and even the Greens strongly hold to the sorts of rights that parents are talking about here and how they educate their children. Absolutely, Neil. And, and there's been lots of research over the last few federal elections which uh, demonstrate that the sort of families who are going to, uh, to our schools, the, the John Howard's working families or the um, uh, Howard's battlers, the working families of the Rudd-Gillard era, Tony's tradies, uh, the, the silent Australians as Morrison calls them. And they're exactly the sort of people who are not only uh, determining the outcomes of elections, seeing their kids to, to schools like ours, values-based schools like ours. How do you feel, Mark? Christian schools have largely been a political football over these past few weeks. And this is the sort of thing that Australians are saying. We want Christian schools. We want to be able to give our children the opportunity to grow in that values environment. Uh, all of the bad stuff that's been happening seems to be contributing to good growth. It does. People are, are deciding with their feet, voting with their feet, voting with their wallets, and presumably they'll be voting with their their votes in the federal election coming up. And you know, both major parties probably need to consider that uh, that factor as they look to what they'll be uh, promising for the federal election. But you know, people around Australia are really sick and tired of a lot of the the, uh, the stuff that they've been having rammed down their throat. They're looking for old-fashioned values, values that are old-fashioned because they are timeless and enduring, values that uh, make common sense. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of uh, areas where, where this is the case and people are looking to have that you know, values underpin the education their children receive. Families vote with their feet, uh, but they also vote with their hip pocket. And, and there's a cost to sending your child to a, uh, an independent Christian school. But parents seem to be willing to pay for that opportunity so that their children will be shaped the way that they are. Any thoughts here around the fact that parents not only just uh, supporting this, you know, uh, morally, but they're supporting it financially? Yeah, the, the the gospel tells us that you know, where our treasure is, our heart will be also. And this clearly reflects the heart of people to have that quality values-based education for their, for their children. Not only are they paying taxes, which goes to, go to support all schools, including our schools, but also government schools and, and other schools, they're on top of their taxes, reaching into their wallets every week, every fortnight, every month, every term, and, and making those payments for school fees because they're committed to the sort of education we're providing. Mark, is there any feedback? What do you hear around the traps from parents uh, who may, in fact, be disappointed that the Parliament hasn't protected uh, their ability for Christian schools to continue to operate uh, the way that they want to according to their ethos? Any ideas of what parents are saying? 
Yeah, certainly the, the feedback we've been receiving, our schools have been receiving, is incredibly disappointed in, in the actions of the federal parliament. Uh, they've acted to not only uh, deny people faith protections, but also deny students in, in faith-based schools with a, with a um, way forward to have their um, circumstances clearly protected and clearly defined. It's been a lose-lose situation despite people like Equality Australia and activist groups calling it a win. And there are no winners out of that process from federal parliament, and unfortunately it seems we're going to be running out of time before the election for that to be rectified and sorted out. So many are saying what happened when the government withdrew its bill out of the Senate, that that was actually a dodging a bullet. Uh, Christian schools were in fact saved by that move because they were in danger of losing the ability to hold on to that ethos. A little hypothetical here for you, Mark. Where do you see things at? If parents were to lose that freedom, if Christian schools lost that ability to hold that ethos and to teach those things according to the Bible, what would parents do? Where would they send their children? What what would be their their alternative? That's a very good question, Neil. And the, the trouble is there is no clear answer. Um, uh, these are parents who are flocking to, to Christian schools across Australia. If we're not able to continue to be Christian schools, where would they go? Uh, certainly the government school systems couldn't, couldn't accommodate them easily. Um, it's, it's hard to know what would happen, whether they would go into homeschooling or, or how, how they'd actually find a, an education that actually supports their values and beliefs. And that's the, the critical issue here when we're thinking about these, these complex issues. If we can't be Christian schools, that choice is gone, black and white. If, if, uh, if people within our schools don't share our beliefs and have to leave, they've got lots of other alternatives to have schooling or work in a place that aligns with their beliefs. And that's, that's uh, the bottom line. If we came that close to losing Christian schools, maintaining that ethos, uh, does that say anything about the urgency of the government coming back to the table with a bill that can be guaranteed to go through and and make that religious freedom uh, really happen? Is there something in there that uh, that uh, actually affirms that? Well, the Religious Discrimination Bill, which, which passed the House of Representatives, 90 to 6, it was overwhelmingly supported. The, bill, the Religious Discrimination Bill in that form was supported widely by faith groups. The trouble was they, they tied other amendments to the Sex Discrimination Act that had been previously rejected by Parliament because they were inappropriate. They tied that as, together as part of a legislative package. If we can just have the Religious Discrimination Bill as it was passed by the House of Reps, I think everyone uh, in the faith communities across Australia would be happy with that, or certainly the majority would be. And that would provide a base level of very modest protections for people of faith across Australia. And that's what that's what we need as a starting point. Mark, before I let you go, and maybe a conversation for a later time as well, but I'm aware now that in Queensland uh, you've lodged a submission about trying to tighten the laws that are happening in the Anti-Discrimination Act uh, that are in line with international covenants. What's happening in Queensland? So the Queensland Government commissioned a review of the Anti-Discrimination Act up there and the Queensland Human Rights Commission uh, is undertaking that task and, and submissions closed um, at the end of, of, of February. Uh, we've lodged a submission of that and what we're calling on the Queensland uh, Government and the Human Rights Commission to do is to better align the Anti-Discrimination Act in Queensland 
to international law, to the sort of protections there are, the balancing of rights that happens under international law, the protections for religious freedom, and make sure that uh, it's actually a, a uh, an anti-discrimination act that properly meets the needs of all Queenslanders, including Queenslanders, people of faith. No doubt there'll be other states that'll be keeping an eye on what's developing in Queensland. Mark Spencer is Director of Public Policy at Christian Schools Australia. What amazing news around those figures and how Christian schools continue to grow. Let me point listeners to the website csa.edu.au. That's the website for Christian Schools Australia, csa.edu.au. Mark Spencer, thanks so much for your insights today on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 